it was possible they might remember me. But I thought it unlikely. Shop assistants being commonly regarded as an inferior race who never emerge from the other side of the counter. I'll tell you who time gallops with all. With the thief to the gallows. For though he tread as softly as foot can fall, he thinks himself too soon there. All the last... Oh, lights. Oh, <laughs> second to last line. All, You're right. All the penultimate lines. Said every single coke addict in Camden Town when they get to 1am. When, when, when you get to the end of the baggie and it's just the little crumbs left. It's the penultimate one. Oh, you know far too much about oh. this. I, I've been taught by the best. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I meant Coca-Cola. Oh, did you? A line of Coca-Cola. No, lines at the bus stop to get Coca-Cola. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm far too innocent for this kind of talk. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> well, hello. All right, you okay? I'm fine, I'm fine. Can you believe that the last time we did this was June? June? Mm-hmm. Wow. When we did Notorious, that was June. Was All those many years ago. It's been a haze. <laughs> it's been a haze. Been, it's been a, it's been a what do you call it? What do you call those orgy? things where the smoke comes up? Mm, yes. <laughs> it's been an orgy of a time. <laughs> it's been an orgy of months. Yeah. How are you anyway? I had some smoky salmon on toast this morning and um, I thought of you. Did it? Oh, it made you thought. Uh, thought. <laughs> it made you think of me, did it? Yeah, yeah. It's made me smell all day. Aww. <laughs> That's kind of what I do. <laughs> it's all that incessant rubbing up against you. <laughs> you reminding me of you. What happens every time I kiss you? <laughs> it, uh, unfortunately, those those uh, times are becoming too uh, too few and far between. So mm, just just aching for some roach love. Closer. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, or you could move closer. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper. It's cheaper up here, you know. Move closer. Do you think that was actually about a lady who wanted her lover to literally move house? I'd like to think so. Because you've got you've got all these romantic songs that are just about wanting your lover to be nearer to you. So why not actually be about the physical act of moving house? Exactly. Why didn't, yeah. There's no songs about moving house, is there? Um, Unless you count moving on up. Moving on up now. Moving, you know, to the seventh floor. Oh, I thought you were talking about M people. <clears throat> moving on up, moving on down. That one. I take moving, it back. There are so many songs about moving house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I every think song's I, about that, really. Every song, yeah. Mm. No one's about getting together and actually, you know, be, you know, being in loving arms for the rest of your life. It's all about moving house. It's all about like sharing, you know, uh, vinyl collections and uh, packing all your stuff up and stuff like that. You know, oh, this box isn't Even, big enough for my DVDs. That kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Even the songs that are clearly about sex are mm-hmm. just metaphors for moving house. Yep. Like the song by Yacht, which is called... Uh-huh. It's all yeah. about moving house. That's all about refusing to pay the removal man <laughs> until yeah. he's dead. Or, or like a really <laughs> a, re- a really annoying estate <laughs> agent that you just have to put up with because you really like the house you're looking at. This got wild, didn't it? This conversation. It did. <laughs> really didn't know that's the way it was going to go, but I'll I, I tell you what, mate, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> who else who else starts a show that way ah <laughs> uh, day drinking it's wonderful removal pod removal it pod. starts a show that way I'm pretty sure all, all the best removals that doesn't sound right does it 
Ew. That's a show all about colons. <laughs> Semi-colons. <laughs> no semis on this show. No. Anyway. <laughs> only, only, only full mast on this show. Solid as a rock. How are you? Now, there's anyway. a song. Solid as a rock. Now it's a great song. I'm good, mate. I'm good. And how are yeah, you? Good. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, solid it's as bittersweet a rock. today, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm solid as a rock. I'm rolling as a sock. <laughs> yeah. We're all good. Yes. Uh, what did you say? Bittersweet. That was the term, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. All the bittersweet line. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But there we go. You know. Um, yeah. Well, the penultimate episode of uh, of all the best lines. Yeah. Although, do you, and I know you put like a, a short message out to people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just just briefly explaining <laughs> why why the show is going to end. Um, I, I will hold my out. hands up to this one, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you did this out kind of half the conversation about why the show was going to. Um, I did. Smokey and I had had a conversation about the fact you know you know my workload is, is slightly busy, but yes, that it's was only a very small huge. percentage of the reason. Yeah, yeah. but um, we also thought maybe. Now that Smokey has become a master in his own right when it comes to old movies, I think... I, I'd say it just seems, a tiny it seems bit a more knowledgeable. Bit, well, no, I mean, God, I, nary a film goes by without you saying, yes, I've seen so-and-so in eight films before. Or, yes, yeah, he was in blah, 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 wasn't he? You know, it, it kind of it, the concept yeah. of the beginning was you wanted to learn about old films, and I think you have become quite... Absolutely. Uh, you know, a, a master yourself at old films. Oh. So it just felt, I don't That's know... very kind. We did have a conversation about, has this concept run its course uh, how, what am i going to be able to bring to the table now in terms of mm-hmm. things you haven't seen or you know are new to you so we had a conversation sure. about it and you're like yeah maybe it's time to maybe hang it up i was like well you could carry it on with someone else maybe you could do the master student thing but be on the other yeah. side of the table but you chose not to do that uh, and there is so. a very good reason for that um which is <clears throat> as i've said to you on, on several occasions is that there's no one with this dynamic and your knowledge <laughs> Uh, I wow. Try and be serious for five seconds. I know, sorry. Uh, go on. You. Um. You, you, no, there is no. Honestly, though, there isn't. I don't. I don't have this chemistry chemistry with anyone else that I could talk about this subject with. Um. And and I will put this out there. I have had a, a couple of offers uh offers from people sort of saying if you want to carry it on, I'm available. And, and that's very sweet of them. But I've I've I um. Very politely declined because yeah, there's no one else I'd rather do this show with. Um, but you are correct, and I will hold my hands up there. Yes, um, uh, some might say that I threw you under the bus a little bit. Well, and some I did say that. I've had that. many messages. I saying, know. Uh, Smokey just chucked you under the bus. <laughs> I was like, mm, I know. And, and all of you who did say that are, co- are completely correct, and I do apologise. It was uh, <laughs> it was done quickly and without a script, and I went off the script, if you can do that without a script. What happened so I was, apologize, I mean, obviously I've left the Hammer Show because my workload was getting a little mm-hmm. bit silly, and the Hammer Show is fantastic, don't get me wrong, but it does yeah. require a lot of work. It also requires a lot of meetings. It does. Um, and it, it requires does. extra writing on our part, plus, you know, if you're editing sure. as well, it's it can be sometimes a few days out of a week, yep. and um, it yep. got to the point where it was, like, a little bit overwhelming. This show... 
it's not so taxing in terms of time because we can kind of fit our schedules around it. Whereas Hammer required sure. its own kind of time frame, didn't it? Yeah. So we had a conversation and we mutually decided yep. that perhaps we should call time on the show. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't yep. want I don't want anyone to think this was me going blah. blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, we um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's bittersweet. Yeah. It is. But it is. It, um, but the, the the analogy I came up with, uh, which I told you, which was um, I remember hearing a story years ago about certain companies who had built websites and they would employ people of the older generation to test them out who weren't so familiar with you know the technology and whatnot and to see how user friendly they were for people not in the know. Mm. But but there's a paradox within that, which is that. <laughs> The more they do that, the more adept they become. Mm -hmm. And so that position then becomes redundant for them. And so, as you were saying, the more I learn about uh, Golden Age cinema, then it's not really an education thing. It's just me going, do you want to pick a film kind of thing? Mm. But the beauty of the beauty of what it is is that some of these films I, I never would have seen I ne or I just wouldn't have bothered with if it hadn't been for this show you know mm. something like uh, just pick one randomly Devil like Doll. Stagecoach I don't think I <laughs> Devil Doll well no I, I saw that 300 times at Film Club anyway but um, no but no something like Stagecoach which I really really enjoyed you know I don't think I ever would have watched that um, probably because of John Wayne because I don't like his politics mm. or didn't because he's dead but you know just something like that just that was just off the top of my head um mm -hmm. but then you know yeah so so that's it I, I got introduced to so, so many wonderful films including the one today and I got introduced also to um uh what's it Portrait of Jenny as well but we won't talk about that <laughs> had to be a ringer in that <laughs> didn't know just yeah well, anyway, oh well so to be fair his girl friday as well so you know that wasn't your choice though i i appreciate the uh you were using the headline as the the reason for the show coming to an end is mm. that you know I'm, I'm less on time but i do think it's important to stress that Smokey as well it was a mutual thing so um it was it was yeah it was, it was we I had said, a good conversation I, it was kind of like yes this concept maybe run its course you were like maybe it has mm -hmm. and i was like well you know carry it on with someone else yeah, yeah. Anyway, yes. Anyway, um, hi Hazel. It, uh, <laughs> hi Hazel, my very good friend. Cheers. Mm -hmm. So, a sort of silver lining to all of this was that in the missive where I was uh, uh, wrong <laughs> about what I said, um, I did put out uh, a call to arms to the all the best lines listeners and sort of say, "Look, one of the best bits of the show is your wonderful email. So, if you do wish to email us in, now is your last chance." And blow me down, my friends. There, there have been some wonderful, wonderful emails sent from our lovely listeners. Now, of course, I did kind of joke and sort of say, look, Adam always used to get very embarrassed by this when people used to praise him unduly. And that was always fun for me because I could just see him going pink <laughs> in, in the screen across. I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> You did not. That is not true. You 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 were uncomfortable at some of them. If, if someone likes what you do, it's wonderful if they say, I like what you do, but for them to then give three or four paragraphs, slightly uncomfortable, yes. Well, my friend, get ready, because it's about to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bloody is right. So let's. Shall we go on to some uh, to some emails? Shall we? Okay then. Are we ready for the embarrassment to commence, my friend? Yeah, but you are you going to be embarrassed as well? Is it? Oh yeah, there's yeah. there's definitely oh, some good. praise in here for me as well. So yeah, but some of these are just very nice and basic. Don't worry. So and I'm going to go in order that they were sent. So okay. then there's no favoritism. So okay. it's literally who sent them first. Mm-hmm. So uh, first out the gate, um, we have Scott Patton. Hello, Scott. Oh, that's Scott. Um, yeah. Uh, oh God, this goes back to the the episode. So he says, "Sorry, <laughs> sorry to hear the podcast <laughs> is ending due to Adam's con- continuing mission to complete his total domination of the world's audio content." I'm nearly there. Nearly there. <laughs> You're nearly there. All I need and is pan- one more um, panini sticker card. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Thanks for the." Great Great laughs over the last few years. Thank you, Scott. That's very sweet of you. Cheers, Scott. See, some Love of them are... uh, We then come to... Ah, Amy, our friend Amy. Ah, oh, is that um, Amy Cornell? Uh, it certainly is, my friend. She says... <laughs> Amy. Amy's brilliant. She says, I write to you from a place of bitter darkness, struggling to come out from beneath a veil of sorrow and grief. Swindon. <laughs> Right, she's writing via Swindon from America. Um, although she is in, she she is in, she is in New Jersey, and that does get a bad rap a lot of the time, doesn't it? Well, so. New Jersey is the Swindon of America, <laughs> as, as so many people have said over yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey Amy, Cheers. how she, are you? Love you. Hey lots. Amy, she continues. Um, Never again will we hear the dulcet tones of two of the finest podcast voices in the world together in one place. Never again will we walk the line between experience and naivety like a prostitute on her wedding night. (laughs) (laughs) Giving up all that for all that. (laughs) She's a priest as well. (laughs) Anyway, she says, Oh, there will always be opportunities to listen to Attaboy Clarence for the rich, creamy, mouth-watering hints of that fine whiskey of a voice. That's you. Or... To imbibe in rated H for the heady, musky, rich, and deep voice that slides down your throat, leaving you thirsty for more. Well, you don't get that with cream, do you? <laughs> Depends which type of cream you're after, I suppose. Um, she says, but to never, sorry, uh, but to never again hear the perfect mix of gentleness and roughness as the perfect pornography for the ears is disappointing, heart-wrenching, devastating. Though I suppose, like any good porn, it's okay to re-listen. Everyone's got a folder. Everyone's got a folder, haven't they? (laughs) That we always go back to. Yeah, that's the one. And she says, never the same as the first time, but always satisfying to revisit. She's spot on with that. She goes, anyhow, thanks, gents, for this awesome podcast. And looking forward, as always, to seeing what comes next for you both. Amy, and then she says with a little PS, and if it helps with the embarrassment factor, feel free to remind him of my profession before or after reading it. Well, I did it in the middle, Amy, so there you go. Thank you, uh, Pastor Amy. That's hot stuff. Her profession, she... <laughs> yeah, profession. Go on. yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, no other priest gets my blood as boiling as you. Uh, okay. Gets it pumping, doesn't it? You are the uh, Reverend Lord Henry Dascoin of Priests. Nice. That's a call forward. I like it. Uh, Okay, next we have um, David Aberdeen. Hello, David. He says, Dearest Smokey and Adam, 
Though I am most disappointed that all the best lines will not be continuing, I am extremely grateful for the content you have bequeathed us. Nice. As a somewhat... In, uh, as a somewhat ignorant yank, I had no idea of the extraordinary gifts that a film such as The Brighton Lodger had to offer. Okay. That would be okay, a David. perfect film, may I just say. <laughs> it, it would. It would. I think you might be crossing two films at once there, David. It's The Brighton Strangler, but there we go. Um, and he says, for this, and in particular your Night of the Hunter and Boris Fest episodes, I salute you. <clears throat> All the best, Huffle. All the best, Huffle. Nice one. Well, David... I don't know what that means, but okay. Love you. Yeah, thank you very much, David. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> ah, someone someone we both know very well. This is from Erin. Erin Gambrill yeah, from Colorado. One of my yeah. favourite people on the planet. Hey, Erin, how are you? That's the one. Yeah, uh, who also... I, I adore Erin, but she is uh, an absolute nutter because she has printed out a photograph of uh, the House of Hammer meetup and she has it up where she works, which is very sweet. I saw that. I mean, I, n- none of us have actually done that. <laughs> we were there. No, we, we haven't done that for each other. <laughs> but yet, Erin... May I say, Erin, as well, you were definitely there in spirit and um, I feel ashamed that we didn't think to do some kind of Zoom call quickly with everyone there, but it would have been really lovely, actually, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm not saying it was my thing. I was one of the attendees, because obviously I'm an avid listener now, but I think a bit more foresight. If we hadn't had so much... so much, What's that beer called? Uh, uh, Oh, what, the the one we were on most of the time? Yeah. Um, Yeah, Jorvik. Jorvik. Oh, my God, that beer is amazing. Jorvik beer. Mm -hmm. If we hadn't had so much Jorvik beer Mm -hmm. that day, I'm sure one of us would have whipped out Mm -hmm. a phone and gone, hey, hey, let's do a call for everyone. But, um, yeah, it's a real shame. (laughs) That would have been a good idea. um, Erin, you are definitely the extra head in that picture. (laughs) I completely agree. I can't disagree with that at all. So, Erin writes, uh, Dear Adam and Smokey, uh, so sorry to hear that it's the end uh, for all the best lines, but I wish both of you luck in your other podcasting adventures. Will I ever recover from when Adam pointed out... <laughs> I've forgotten about this. Will I ever recover from when Adam pointed out that Smokey almost nutted his beer and I gasped and then learned that Americans and Brits have very different <laughs> different <laughs> definitions of that phrase? Yeah. Certainly not. Mm. Yeah, just real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. She pointed that out at the time, and I was like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought so that. But, yeah, you American guys think that um, when I say he nutted his beer, mm-hmm. he was using his... No. Nope. <laughs> I, 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 well, not at that particular moment, I wasn't. I might have done later. But no, 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 we, we call that teabagging. <laughs> we do. <laughs> uh, she continues, uh, your podcast was the best combination of silliness, sentimentality, and friendship. And while it will be missed, it does my heart good to know that you're still pals off the air. And we are. And of course she says, we are. And all the best, all the best wishes, Erin. All the best, Erin. Thank you, Erin. All the best, Erin. We now go on to Robert Stroud. Oh, hello, Robert. Um, Robert Robert Stroud is is a uh, bit of a legend, isn't he? He really is. Um, Not only is he following all of our shows and listening to Mm. him and interacting, and he's an absolutely lovely person, he has also sent me a beautiful, beautiful Blu-ray of... um, of the tales of terror because he had a spare copy and i just said i'll have it and he sent it and it's lovely and it's here so thank you very much robert that's incredibly kind of you you're the stroud that never Um, stops giving nice uh he begins hello chaps the first thing i'd like to say is thank you no thank you robert um this podcast has meant a lot to me in the short time that i've been listening as it's helped me rediscover my love of golden age cinema oh well that's exactly what we wanted wasn't it 
was. Um, after learning about the launch of House of Hammer and your podcast Multiverse, oh, I like that, um, All the Best Lines was the first other podcast I began listening to. <laughs> I picked up with Nightmare Alley and was hooked. In addition to Nightmare Alley, I've watched other films I might not have encountered otherwise, including uh-huh, The Brighton Strangler. Oh, yeah. It should be on the curriculum, I feel, that film. Definitely. He says, the best movie of all time. I hope Adam is blushing at this point. <laughs> yes, of course I am. Blushing. <laughs> blushing with pride. I, you know, that film was forgotten until about 2015. And all of a sudden, yep. it's, it, it's literally on the lips of the world again. Yeah, I think they were. It is known around the world, my friend, <clears> and that's all down to you. No, no, no. I don't mean it's down to me. I think it's down to the viral stream. Uh, no, no, it's not. You know, maybe I started the whisper, <laughs> but the whisper has grown, okay. you know, to the roots of a tree, which has spread through the earth, and now the Brighton Strangler is probably, you know, going to surpass wow. Avatar as the highest grossing film of all time. I'll shut up now. That was very poetic. I like that. Very much. You're welcome. Uh, um, so... Uh, so Robert continues um, so as we say goodbye to a beloved show I'd like to close with a message to both of you Smokey that's me you've stated in this show and others that you find podcasting purposeful if you've brought a bit of joy or helped brighten someone else's day for me <coughs> you've delivered that across every show including your other podcasts thank you for that well you're very welcome Robert and thank you for saying that it's incredibly sweet oh. Adam I am at a loss as to what I want to tell you. Other than thanks, thanks a million, thanks without end. Your work across your numerous projects has truly led me to learning more about Golden Age cinema and rediscovering movies I watched as a kid with my grandparents, and that brought back many happy memories. Oh, Robert! Stop it! What are you doing? <laughs> there we go. I was waiting for the first stop it. <laughs> oh, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> I love a stop. Oh. Um, he concludes. Uh, I hope at some point in the future I can meet you both in person rather than just messaging via Twitter or Patreon. Uh, one day I hope to make it up north, but that's challenging with two young kids. But if you ever find yourself down London way, give me a shout. Well, Adam is not too far from London. Well, so. uh, and also Robert, for meetups, we're both on Grinder, aren't we, Smoke? Of course. <laughs> But there we go. So he says, all the best, Robert. That's very sweet, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. Ah, what a lovely message that was. It was. That was brilliant. Okay. Oh, someone we know very well. Uh, who I was lucky enough to meet several times recently when I thought he'd be worried that I was stalking him because I saw him like five times in about two days. Uh, Mr. Mr. Philip Quinn Jones. PGJ in a house. That's the one. Hey, yeah. Lovely. Who I got who I got a wonderful uh, uh autograph on my on on oh, one of his books that I bought. So <laughs> glad so glad to, to, to smoky, just smoky. Just <clears throat> smoky. I did. Yeah. yeah. I bought him a beer as well and he bought me a beer. It was all very nice. <laughs> yeah. All good. Did you know? Um <clears throat> he begins. Hi both. Um well We'll miss you both, but at least we have 20 splendid episodes by way of consolation. And it has been a joy to be, to be with you both on the journey. I remember giving you a five-star review on iTunes, which you then very kindly read out on the following episode. Together with with a suggestion that I should perhaps seek psychiatric help. That was you, Mr. Roach. Uh, I think we mutually decided on that one as well, didn't we, Smokey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, fair enough. We did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Welsh boy needs help, but there you go. Uh, he says, what can I say? You alienating another what? nation. Well done. <laughs> Good job we're on the way out, isn't it? Right. Right, I know, it's brilliant. He continues, what can I say? Your concern meant a great deal to me, and I'm sure that very few podcasts are so concerned with the mental well-being of their listeners. Could you please read this in a Welsh accent? No, I don't want to offend uh, the Indian people that I'll end up doing the voice of. So or or Vincent Price's estate. Hey. It's the greatest. It says thank you for making revisit a few a few classics that I hadn't seen in years. Foolishly, listen to this, Adam. He says foolishly, I remembered the Devil Doll as being a bit rubbish (sighs) and not the timeless piece of art that it actually is. He's stop reading to reevaluate it. Stop reading him. <laughs> no, no, he's admitting his mistake. I don't want that messaging going out into the world. Did you hear? Did you hear that growl? Adam was actually growling. That was actually my soul growling. It wasn't didn't come from my throat. Philip, I'm so glad that Smokey and I's conversation about the Devil Door managed to make you reevaluate that masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. I love that. It's a masterpiece. Um, Philip concludes uh, without you. <clears throat> I, I, oh, this is again for you, Adam. Without you, I might never have seen the Brighton Strangler. <laughs> but this is this is a good one, though. And he says, and <laughs> and without you, I might have accidentally have watched Portrait of Jenny. <laughs> Look at the good we've done. <laughs> Doesn't it make your heart feel full and glad? It really does. Oh. He says, love you both, love you both, and remember, we'll always have Canterbury. Oh. Cheers, Philip. I'll always have you, PGJ. Love you very yeah, much, and your Negroni man. gallery. The man's like the master. Yeah. Tell me okay. About. Oh, is there more? Someone we there, there are more, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, can we, I just quickly um, just pause we, you quickly there and say, of course, this, out, this outpouring of affection is mm-hmm. tugging on my heartstrings. I have to say a little bit. Yeah, it's very nice it's of you all. I, I said to you uh, off mic that I, I read all of these once and then didn't want to read them again until we recorded because they're all so lovely mm-hmm. that I didn't want to... I, I'm enjoying these again. It's it's all really, really nice. Aren't um, people we lovely? Come to someone, it's all like that. Aren't people just the shit? It's It's wonderful. No, they're um, lovely, Smokey. <laughs> no, the not just shit, but yeah. <laughs> it won't be that when I edit it. Hey! <laughs> oh, God, how much ABBA's going to be in this one? <laughs> No, it's fine, it's fine. Someone we both know very well. It's uh, it's our dear friend Tree. Ah, love you, Tree. Yeah. And congratulations, so may I just say, on your daughter's fantastic exam results. Oh, and I saw that. Yeah, your, that was excellent. Yeah. And your continuing fantastic career as a paramedic. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, well-deserved congratulations there. Uh, Tree begins, dearest Adam and Smokey, that's us. She says, it is indeed sad news that I will no longer be listening to the two giggling naughty schoolboys while they chat about a shared passion. <laughs> I I have enjoyed listening to all the best lines, and I'm still re- relatively new to the scene of vintage films, thanks to our mutual friend, Nick. Um, of course, a little knick-knack over there. Um, she says, it is nice to know that we are all still learning about the world of film, and no one ever knows it all, even you, Smokey. Hey! Smokey I does know it all. I to know it all. No, I don't. No, no, don't. Well, I do, but not about film. So, no. <laughs> no, you do. Other, other thing. I know, I know all about beer and, and the non-existent of, non-existence of God, but that's about it. I don't know all about He knows it also, it also, everyone, don't pass him off. He also knows all about how to care for a lizard. That's uh, true. 
That's he knows true. how to turn a ceiling yellow, and you know, <laughs> haven't done that for a while, but yeah. <laughs> well, the smoke, but um, you also well, know. Oh, I thought you meant something else then. No, of course not. <laughs> Smoking um, the Kama Sutra. Know that? That's yeah, good. yeah. You know about that. You know about Iron Maiden. You know. Oh, sh- yeah. You know how to say what was the name of that beer again? Jorvik. Jorvik. Yep, and you also know about herpes. Anyway, carry on. And it's an extensive <laughs> list when you put it all together, isn't it? Um, I love you. Sorry. Tree, tree <laughs> continues. I love you too. Tree continues. It was nice to hear a view from a novice asking similar questions that I have. Well, that was exactly the point of the show, Tree, so I'm really glad that I helped. Uh, and she clues it. <clears throat> I will still be listening to your other shows, but all the best lines will be sadly missed. Much love from Tree. P.S. See you at Film Club. Oh, thank you, Tree. See you there. See you there. In fact, we have since you wrote that, so that's that yeah. worked out. We've had a few film gloves, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Now, this one, I, I remember uh, reading this one a little bit, and so I, I wanted to clarify something about it. See if you can spot what, what it is when, when I get to the end of it, my friend. What do you mean, what it is? Crazy thing to well, say. Well, you'll, you'll understand when I, when I read it. Um, this is... Um, from Martin Leaf. I think Martin may have got the wrong end of the stick somewhat. Um, he says, I can't believe what I've just heard. So sorry to hear this is the end of all the best lines. Thank you for your time you've given us. Most probably to do with money. Everything boils down to money. Anyway, cheers, lads. Hope Smokey does more podcasts and obviously still have Adam on Attaboy. Take care. It's been great. Martin. Okay. Um, thank you, Martin. That's That's... Very Thanks, kind of Martin. you. Yeah. Um, have, have I not mentioned that, that I do other podcasts? Have I just kept that to myself? Well, you know, you'd like to hide your light under a bushel. <laughs> uh, apparently so. I, okay, Martin. Well, then I'll do it here now. I, I do two other podcasts. I, I am on the House of Hammer, and I, I have my horror movie podcast, Rated Age. So, um, so if you'd like to check them out, I'd, I'd love you to. But Smokey will do anything for money, as you say. So, um, Absolutely. You know, if you have a request, you know, whether it's a tattle yeah. dance or a... I mean, what else would you do for money, Smokey? Let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> but also, the there. fact that... Um, Just you, go to any York uh, phone uh, box, also, and you'll see a description. This is true. With, with a number. You'll, you'll see one list. of those uh, badly photocopied <laughs> pieces of paper in the phone box. It's like, it's like a tariff. Number on. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, but also, it's the fact that uh, all the best lines doesn't make money. This costs us money to make, and it's all free. So, But, but no, I mean, your sentiment is still very sweet, uh, Martin, so thank you. But that, that <clears> message <throat> confused me a little bit. But... All messages are welcome. Thank you very much. Right. We now move on again. Who is the person of the moment at the moment? Um, it's our friend Camille. Ah. Um, yeah. Millie McKenzie. Who uh, who just, at the time of recording, just picked yesterday's uh, choice for a film club. It was, yeah. uh, it was wonderful. It was a cracker. Yeah. Yeah, didn't she really? Uh, she says, hi, Smokey and Adam. Uh, she says, it's sad you're finishing up this great podcast, but I just wanted to say thank you both for introducing me to the Brighton Strangler, the Devil Doll, and my new favourite movie, Obsession. Hey! Yeah, that is a great movie. That, that is, is the most underrated movie. film ever made. It, it, isn't it wonderful? Mm. Um, and she says, uh, I discovered this podcast only a few months ago. Work has been extremely stressful this year. I'm sorry to hear that, Camille. Mm. And listening to all the best lines and then watching some of the films afterwards has provided great escapism for me. And thank you so much for reviewing Notorious. It was such a glorious episode. <laughs> yes, bear in mind that uh, uh, Millie uh, chose Notorious for, to, for us to review. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Uh, she continues, your duet of gorgeous voices 
chances will be severely missed. Hopefully you'll meet up again on your other podcast for a special every now and then. If you ever find yourselves in Canterbury, New Zealand, let me know and we'll go down the pub. Okay. Uh, lots of love, Camille. Oh, or, or Millie, I don't care which one you use. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that, because we've said it now and we don't want to edit those bits. We've out. said both. We've said yeah. we've said both. <laughs> I mean, you're very much valued. Isn't it incredible very how so. all these people from all over yeah. the planet are sending mm-hmm. us messages to say that um, they'll miss what we're doing? That's Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. It really Thank is, and much. and bearing in mind that, as we've we've mentioned on the show before, in fact, in the last episode, I am literally sat here podcasting with you with Millie's artwork right next to me, so hmm. of yep. High Hazel, so yeah, yep. it's, it's and, pretty and damn awesome. You have no trousers on. Put it away. Uh, well, let's not talk about that right now. Okay, <laughs> we come on to our penultimate. <laughs> come on, email. To, did we? <laughs> we did. <laughs> this is our wonderful friend. <clears throat> Don't make it smutty, you. I'm this not is making it wonderful. smutty, Smokey. Right, I can just see your arm moving. All right. No, you don't need the bicep workout at this moment in time. It should be, all be about the listener's sentiments. All right. Thank you very much. But the but the, the left no, arm no. needs some work, and they say it makes you feel like a stranger. Good God, man. Carry on. <laughs> we arrive onto our dear friend, who, and she's put in the, uh, the subject line for the email, my darling, darling friends. This is our lovely friend, Bonnie. Crikey. Hello, Bonnie. There can't yeah, be many more of these abs- messages for sure. No, the, uh, well, as I said, <clears throat> penultimate. That means second to last, mate. So, you know. She says, oh, I'm heartbroken to hear of the demise of your delightful little venture. Oh. It was one of the highlights of the last couple of years and brightened many a dark day for me. Oh, <laughs> Strap yourself in. I, I, are you ready for this, my friend? I don't know. Am I? <laughs> I no, probably not. But I'm going to do it anyway. Day drinking. Okay. Bonnie, Bonnie says, wonderful, isn't it? Bonnie says, Adam, mm-hmm. I know I will continue to hear your dulcet tones in my pod obsessed ear holes, but the abandon you exhibited on all the best lines was so joyous. You are always well informed and well researched, but to hear you cut loose was so adorable. Your voice, sir, is like butterscotch. Rich and creamy and sexy. Ooh, boy. Hey, Smokey, I would like you to try that line again. In a sexy tone. Okay. All right, thank you. Your voice, sir, <laughs> is like butterscotch. No, do it the other way instead. Go on. <laughs> well, you, you've, you've, sta- you've started this nightmare now, so we're going to continue. <laughs> Your, <laughs> Your voice, sir, is like butterscotch. Rich. And creamy, and sexy. Ooh, boy! How was that? That was quite Kathleen Turner, I thought. It was very nice. I'll never sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> My work here is done. <laughs> Thank you, Bonnie. That's incredibly nice of you. Thank you very much. Oh no, she's she, she's not done. She's not done. She says, "When the two of you honoured me by reviewing a movie I recommended." I wanted to <clears> isolate <throat> every time you said my name, just to get me through the dark, cold nights. I look forward to more Attaboys and Secret Histories with you. There you go. Thank you, Bonnie. Oh, hang on. Oh, my, now, now it's time for me to get embarrassed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you want me to read this bit? <laughs> no, it's fine. She says, Smokey, my friend. See, there's always the friend. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, right off the bat as well. She knows what he's done. But no, she doesn't. <clears throat> <laughs> so there's no hurt feelings at the end of it yeah there's just hurt feelings at the start of it so that's fine mm. it's fine always the bridesmaid i don't mind but she does redeem herself to be fair she says while adam is the sexy half of your duo 
You, my dear, are my mate, my buddy, the friend I could meet at the pub for a drink and a game of darts, all the while snarking about this and that, then go home to watch some really out there movies with. And then, I love this doubling down. Bonnie should make a beeping noise when she back up, backs up this quick, right? <laughs> she goes, she goes, not to say you're not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> that she put that in capitals. <laughs> no, but there's, but there's so many, <laughs> there's, so, <laughs> there's so many exclamation points oh, in this, and it's scandalous. Oh, Bonnie, you know there's a delete key, right? Oh, Bonnie. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I laugh. I laugh so much. I, I love her so much. much. She's a she's a legend. <laughs> what a goddess! <laughs> well, that's all right. So, <laughs> if I get it, <laughs> if I, I I will try my best. Oh dear me! She says not not to say you're not sexy, but there's a but here. Oh, she says, but while Adam is the suave, urbane, sexy one. <laughs> I know, she's trying to make it up to me, and she's just praising you again. <laughs> I feel like I'm back at school again. Anyway, she says in brackets, think James Bond. So there you go, that's you. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. If James Bond looked like yeah. a pair with legs, then yes. <laughs> anyway. <continue. laughs> that's fine. She says, so yeah, while Adam is the suave of vain sexy one, you are the down-to-earth, rough-edge sexy one. Brackets, think Han Solo. (laughs) I'm the Han Solo of all the best lines. Well, that's pretty cool, I have to say. Yeah, that's... It's not bad, is it? Uh, Yeah. And she says, I will also... It, well, oh, bless it. Uh, she says, I will also continue to visit with you on Rated Asian House Hammer, of course. Thank you, Bonnie. I appreciate that. And she says, thank you both for bringing this podcast to us. And best of luck in both of your other ventures. Um, she goes, is this embarrassing enough? I mean, slightly. <laughs> yeah, slightly. That, slightly. That I've bent into yeah. an ampersand about five times during your email. Yeah, yeah. And I've suddenly become very, very hot by laughing. But there you go. So- what do you mean says, suddenly? Um, the last two years, you've been getting smouldering. I know. Well, apparently I'm not the sexy one. I'm just the urbane, down-to-earth, rough-edge bit of stuff. But there you go. I'm not a piece of meat, Bonnie. But there we go. Uh, she says, seriously, I will miss this podcast. But I understand. I will continue listen uh, to listen to both of your other ventures. And I'm sending you my love, Buckaroo Bonnie. Buckaroo Bonnie. That, that was the name you gave her. Yeah. It was, yeah. Love her so much. It was. I do as well. I absolutely adore Bonnie. Yeah, She's what was the movie? It was uh, More the Merrier, wasn't it, that she gave us? I, I believe so. Um, unfortunately, day drinking has scuppered access to the internal filing cabinet. But Fair enough. I'm I believe it was. pretty sure you're right on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my friend, that means we're on to the last one. Okay. This is very bittersweet, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know, I'm not sure I'm a fan. To be honest, of uh, mm. all this saying goodbye. Shit. I know where you're coming from. I do, I do. But this is this is a very sweet one. No one. And uh, 
This is uh, this is from our uh, again mutual mate uh, Kelly uh, Punky Booster herself. Oh my goodness! What well, may I just quickly who's, say? Who's happy birthday, birthday is today? It's ha- yeah, it's Kelly's yes. birthday today as we're recording on the fifth of September. So yeah. happy birthday happy to you, birthday, Kelly. Kelly! Happy twenty first. Yes. I hope you're having plenty of shrimp on the barbie and lots of fosters. So, Not no, she, one of the the true lights, the starry sky. Yeah, I completely always, agree. Always Absolutely love it. And, she, and she's a massive Rick Mail and uh, Young Ones and Bottom fan. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she's aces in my book. Yeah, so. She's great. Love yeah. you, Kelly. Happy yeah. birthday. So, we love you. We both love you. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. She says, uh, hello, gents. Now, I'm sure you're going to get a flood of emails. <laughs> we did, actually. Uh, from people to get Adam squirming in discomfort at the admiration directed both your ways and to, sm- <laughs> and to, and to make Smokey laugh heartily at this happening. She's bang on the money there, mate. I just wanted to join that collective and say thank you for being the reason for so many of my smiles and laughs. It's a gift you can't wrap, but it is always my favourite. So thank you. And then she puts in, are you squirming yet, Adam? <laughs> My heart is squirming. Let's just say that. Oh, yeah. that's a perfect, perfect response. Um, she says, I look forward to hangs and in-person laughs for real one day when I'm in the UK. Absolutely, we will make that happen. Um, you're both wonderful and a pair of absolute legends. And I have big hugs waiting for both of you. Keep being creative and doing what your heart tells you to do. All my love, Kelly. You know what? What a lovely gallery of emails that was. They came from all over the world. Yep. And they, they did. gave all kinds of sentiments. And they gave you all kinds of erections. Too many to count. Mainly from Robert Stroud, who sent you a Blu-ray. Uh, Philip won that one. It's lovely, isn't it? The thing we it made. It is. It's beautiful. What are we Thank doing? to everyone. What are we doing, Smokey? Mm. What's happening here? <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know. Day drinking. That's what we're doing. Day drinking. It's great, isn't it? I, I'm making a joke about day drinking, but I'm not, like, that far gone. No, me neither. <clears throat> We've got lines. a film to talk about yet. We have, yeah. All the best lines have been a very delightful thing to make, hasn't it? It's been lovely, yeah. Yeah, we had, yeah, we started out and it was a hell of a lot of fun. Then there was the bit during during lockdown. It, it kind of kept us sane a little bit as well, with our, uh, also with our other endeavours. Yeah, it's, it's always been a, a, a positive thing. It's always been It's always been fun. I love it. I love this show. In fact, Me too. I don't know why we're what we're doing. <laughs> I can I can hear some ticking. <laughs> <laughs> so what, okay. what are we doing? Kind hearts and coronets. Yes, 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 yes. We are. So yeah, the penultimate film for uh, for all the best lines: kind hearts and coronets. Um, because I, I, I wanted uh, the original ethos behind this was uh, I can't remember the reason behind it was uh, there was a documentary out about the t- uh, around that time um, about a serial killer and I just thought it would be really interesting to see a golden age example of a serial killer. <coughs> mm. Now, of course, done Leopard Man, haven't we? We did Leopard Man, yeah, yeah, and well, yeah, that's true. But and then also, would you class Brighton Strangler in the serial killer? I mean, technically, but. It's not really a serial killer film, is it? It's more of an amnesia, <laughs> madness, walking off a roof while clapping kind of film. <sighs> Intimidated off a roof. <laughs> Intimidated off a roof, plus a Christmas sing-song with a pipe like this. <laughs> 
Stamped between the molars kind of film. So I, 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 I did. I requested a view. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He's off. He's off. His John Loder impression is oh, coming through. Um, how much I love that film. I know, mate. We all know. Trust me. We all know. <laughs> we, if there's one thing we all know, it's how much you love the Brighton Strangler. Okay. But you, right. I found this really interesting. Okay. Is that you suggested this for the for the to fit the the things of a serial killer? And when I don't know about you, mate, but when you instantly when you think of kind hearts and coronets, you don't instantly think serial killer. To me, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for mm. me is like it's an ealing it's an ealing comedy mm. with Alec Guinness playing multiple roles. That's the mm. first thing that springs to mind. But when you when you dig beneath the surface a little bit of this film, serial killer, you're right. You're bang on. Yeah. 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 Isn't and, the technical technical the, admission fee for a serial killer, isn't it? More than three? Yes. Yeah, something like that, isn't it? It's more yeah. than three killings, and they all have to be... I, I can't remember the, the technical, you know, whatever it is for a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the ticket that gets you onto the list. But, um, yeah, he, he uh, he's definitely a serial killer, old Louis Mazzini. He really is. Mm. Well, yeah, and also, if you think about it, like, you know, sort of you take it outside the, the boundaries of a comedy, he's killing off members of the same family. Mm-hmm. That's... Very, very sinister. Mm. I mean, it's not random. He's not. He's not walking along the street thinking, oh, "God, I must kill people." So I'm gonna, mm. you know, drag someone off the street and eviscerate them behind a bin or something. He does have a plan, but I think it's, technically it's calculated. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. He does do enough people in to be considered serial killer. Yeah, he really does. He really does. So when uh, I asked for a, for a serial killer movie, why why was it this one that that was the first to, to come to your mind? Um, probably because, A, it's one of my favourite films of all time. B, it's one of the wittiest mm. films of all time. C, it has an English mm. slant. In fact, an ultra-British slant. Uh, English yeah. slant to the whole proceedings. And I've always wanted to talk about Kind Hearts and Coronets because why wouldn't you? Have you... Have you have, did you talk about this on Attaboy? At, at I have, all? yeah. I've done this one on Attaboy, yeah. yeah. Fair we've, enough. We've actually um, done it at a film club as well. It's one of those films that... Um, you, you show in front of a room full of people and they're surprised at how many quotes they know and how many moments they recognize. Yeah, 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 I, I agree. Um, so I'd seen this several times before. Um, I think actually the last time I did watch it before re-watching it for, for this was at Film Club. But I remember getting bought, uh, my dad bought me a, an Ealing Studios um, VHS box set mm-hmm. uh, many, many years ago, at least 25 years ago. And uh, apart from The Lady Killers, this was the one I watched the most mm, yeah. um just be- because it's it's a comedy and but it's it's dark obviously it's i mean it's about a killer but it never the, the good thing about this film for me personally is it it never goes to the extreme mm. you know it, it could go over the edge and be very very dark and luckily mm. it stays on the the light lighter side of that it doesn't go over that edge thankfully but that's not to take away that you do actually see several murders up close. There's the couple going over the waterfall, or there's the old boy drinking the poison, and it's just like most famously Agatha. It's Dasko surprising getting shot down on a balloon. I mean, it, these are all deaths that are happening. Yeah. It's surprisingly dark when you consider the amount of murders that are happening. But as you say, crucially, it's unlike any other film ever made in that it treads yeah. macabre and funny so delicately. There's literally no other film that's ever been made that gets the balance 
so perfect. Literally, the scales are horizontal the whole way through. It doesn't ever tip one way or the other. <laughs> it, 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 That's it, a very good it, way of putting it. It's actually fantastic. You can see why so many people have tried to remake it. I think Robin Williams at one point wanted to remake it as, you know, playing all yep. the Alec Guinness roles. But you can also see yep. why it's unremakeable. There's no way you could have a Jim Carrey or a Robin Williams gumming up and, you know, it needs that kind of Did Alec you- Guinness gravitas behind it, but also being restrained at the same time. It's absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a perfect, perfect film. I, I completely agree. And that's actually, mm. it was something I, I, I was going to bring up a little bit uh, later on uh, about the remakes. Mm. Um, but yeah, as you say, Robin Williams was, was wanting to do one. But did you mm. read about the other one that was in the pipeline? Which one? There, there was like um, <laughs> where probably yeah why who am I asking no no I wasn't <laughs> no no I'm, I'm, I'm not saying God I'm ahead of every kind of film news that comes out I am but there have been so many <laughs> mooted remakes of right. Kind Hearts and Coronets that it's hard to keep track of. <laughs> yeah most likely I've heard fair news fair news but the the other one that I read about today was Dustin Hoffman really and yeah and mm. right okay i i i hear that tone in your voice but i'm thinking about it i i reckon dustin hoffman could have done it no i totally i i'm the the the, the tone in my voice was like that <laughs> might have worked actually i mean if yeah. he'd been a younger man because you know obviously yes. when he got to the 80s and 90s he was starting to look a bit older it and was... it's hard to play all the parts like you know henry mm. and young henry and yeah. all that kind of thing when you're of a certain age i think alec guinness yeah hit that sweet spot in 49 where he was like young enough but yet old enough looking and carrying mm-hmm. himself to be able to play the duke of chalfont and young henry and lord rufus yeah. and a lady agatha and you know it's a real sweet mm-hmm. spot in cinema dustin hoffman's a good call maybe sort of yeah. 1971 dustin hoffman it was I, th- I think it said it was the early 80s they were planning right. it um, okay. and and so you but but i mean you think about that That's i mean you know he did tuts in yeah yeah and, and marathon man and but then mm-hmm. also you know you go into the 90s when he did hook as well so i he he had range to play very disparate characters mm. um i reckon he could have done it yeah but, totally. um, but no but yeah. they, they they've all been shelved none of them have ever come to fruition and and why would you because there's it, there's something about this film that I, I and i was thinking about it when i watched it again earlier today i really think it hinges on the narration that happens yeah. <clears throat> that's all that throughout the film. you've hit on a very good point here everyone attributes the success of this film to alec guinness and his masterful yeah. portrayal of nine people in this film from all people i thought it was eight it's nine people yeah he plays ethelred um lord henry general lord rufus admiral lord horatio lord ascoyne the banker lady agatha young ascoyne young henry and ethelred's father in the flashbacks at the beginning Ah, so he plays he plays nine people all together but everyone attributes this to alec guinness success of this yeah. is due to Alec Guinness and his virtuoso performances and I think that's entirely fair but Dennis Price good god not only is he playing the villain that you just yep. can't help but love but also narrating this yep. in such a witty yep. fantastic way yeah that, I mean that's that's what I was going to say the the narration is is like poetry oh my god it's it's fantastic. just it's silk yeah. for the years it's it's beautiful mm. and um 
there is not one moment in this film where I know it's a bit of a cliche, especially in the 21st century, of sort of going, oh, I looked at my phone because I was a bit bored. But yeah. I, I was watching this and I, I, I just happened to look at the, the time and 45 minutes had gone. And I was like, mm. where did that go? You know, mm. it's just, it just, it, it keeps rolling along at such a beautiful pace and speed mm. that it's, uh, it's, I, I think it's a, it's a wonderful example of, of British filmmaking, but just filmmaking in general. A brief history of the events leading thereto, written on the eve of his execution by Louis Descoigne Mazzini, 10th Duke of Chalfont who ventures to hope that it may prove not uninteresting to those who remain to read it. Before we alienate people who perhaps have not seen this film, is it worth us saying that the conceit of the film is that Dennis Price is playing Louis Mazzini, who is like an excommunicated member of the satellite of this yeah. grand family called the Dascoins, um, and every mm-hmm. single member of the Dascoin dynasty. <laughs> what a great name that is, by the way. Dascoin. <laughs> Dascoin. It just, it just it rolls de- off the tongue. Hyphenated Ascoin is so yep. perfect. Yep. But the Dascoin family, yep. every single member of the family is played by Alec Guinness. Just wanted to quickly get that out there, yeah. in case people were wondering yeah, yeah, yeah. why the Robin Williams thing and why the Justin Hoffman thing was so important. But yeah, every member sure. of the Dascoin family, all nine members, are all played by. Well, maybe we should, for people who don't know, maybe we should give a little bit of the plot. So, mm. I mean, that, that that's basically, isn't it? As you say, he's an outcast because his mother decided not to marry into the rich yeah. family. She mm-hmm. decided to marry for love, mm-hmm. and she married an Italian uh, organ grinder, <laughs> like which a, I like thought a, was a nice like a, little touch. Opera singer for hire, almost, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was a lovely touch. Mm. And, um, and so, but then she is sort of shunted away, uh, outcast, and uh, he then becomes, obviously, he's... He's got nowhere to go. He's got no riches. And so he grows up as a shop boy and he's also treated badly by the upper class who just happen to be the members of this uh, de Gascoigne family. And, um, and I mean, what a great, what a great start because you've instantly got the revenge plot. Mm. I mean, that's, that's, how do you go wrong from there? Mm. You know, unless he, you know, turns up like Arnie with a minigun and just kills them all in one go. That would be a bad way to go. Mm. But this is just, it's plotting, it takes ages, it's cold, it's calculating. But he, there's no denying that he is so charming Mm. and, and witty and clever. And it's like, he knows what's coming before anyone else does. Yeah. And that's that's a genius way of writing a script. So the cliff notes for the film are that Mazzini was a visiting opera singer to the Dascoin estate, and he fell in love right. yeah. with one of the girls from the Dascoin family. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ran away with him and eloped, and because of that, yeah. she was excommunicated, and her yeah. you know her offspring, which is Louis, our hero anti-hero throughout the film uh he he resents entirely because you know they're a very rich family they're a duke you know they have a duke at their head so they've been cut off from the family and his father dies actually during his birth i was a healthy baby born of an english mother and italian father (coughs) who succumbed to a heart attack at the moment of first setting eyes on me in the circumstances, it will be understood that I have but slight memory of him. Oh, yeah, oh, which yeah. is quite a moment. Yeah, was it f- first look at him and yeah. he had a heart attack? Which <laughs> yeah. should have been a prophecy, basically. <laughs> basically. Um, basically, Louis is brought up by his mother to resent the Dascoins mm. and the way they've treated yeah. her because she went for love instead of 
you know, position. So um, he grows up resenting the family. And when she dies and they refuse to even put her into the Dascoin mausoleum. Oh, sorry, the crypt? The crypt, yeah, mausoleum, the, the, yeah. the family crypt, the family mausoleum, that kind of thing. He yeah. takes that as the final rebuke, basically. And he yeah. decides that he is actually blood related to them. So what he's going to do is mm-hmm. he's going to murder his way through every single member and take the dukedom. And uh, that will be the yeah. final f*** you to the Dascoins. <laughs> and the whole film is Louis Mazzini murdering his way through nine generations yeah. of the Dascoin family, young and old, male, female. He's going to kill them no all. No one is safe. <laughs> no one is safe. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's I, 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 there's, there's a wonderful moment because because he, he has that kind of cliched thing of you know now of the of the conspiracy theorists with the red twine you know adjoining various mm-hmm. uh, yeah. events and people, but he just has his on the back of a picture, mm-hmm. and he's just you know innocently he's crossing out the family tree, and then he says, "Oh, my progress was scuppered here <laughs> by the arrival of twins." Yeah. Every lunchtime, I went to see how my inheritance was proceeding. Sometimes the deaths column brought good news. Sometimes the births column brought bad. The advent of twin sons to the Duke was a terrible blow. Fortunately, an epidemic of diphtheria restored the status quo almost immediately and even brought me a bonus in the shape of the Duchess. Thankfully, diphtheria, <laughs> oh. and he just crosses the twins out. And, I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's blacker than black. Do you know, the first time I ever, I ever heard of this film was at the very first comic relief. Do you remember, like, comic relief is a big mm. thing in the UK? course mate yeah the very first comic relief they did a phone-in vote to vote for your funniest films of all time and this was number three i think on on the the funniest films of all time i think it was like monty python or something wow airplane above it sure but i remember thinking as a young boy what the hell is this film kind hearts and comments why is this the third funniest film of all time you can totally see why it's totally outlasted it has such a black vein of humor running through it the desk coins are not only wrong my mother they were the obstacle between me and all that I wanted. The more I thought of them, these people whom I had studied until I knew their names and histories as well as I knew my own, the more they became monsters of arrogance and cruelty, whose only function in the world was to deprive me of my birthright. I'm trying to find a quote, and unfortunately I can't at the moment. But um, but I love that there's um, there was a quote by one of the, the higher-ups in the studio saying, you, you've made a, a British film that... Um, it's got too much irony in it. Mm. And I'm like, but we kind of thrive on that in this country. So I, I'm not sure why that was a down point. Maybe it wasn't <laughs> when the film was made, but I, I really don't know. But um, I was just sort of thinking, no, 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 this is great. You you put a joke about, I don't know, being killed in a flood or an earthquake or something. It doesn't have the same punch. But you put a joke about being killed by diphtheria, that's going to that's gonna score. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't believe we're hit. sitting here now, we're, we're, you know, what, 73 years after this film was made, mm-hmm. and we are joking yeah. about newborn babies being killed by diphtheria and how f- uh-huh. funny that is. There's an old priest who invites another man into his home and mm-hmm. is poisoned to death. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the most yep. glorious moments. <laughs> so anyway, you just think, yes, please give him the poison sooner. That's the magic of Kind Hearts <laughs> and Coronets from 1949. It, it really is, is. Absolutely singular. There's no other country this film could have been made in where mm-hmm. the humor would have hit no. as hard. It's, it's quintessentially British, quintessentially mm. evil, but also quintessentially yes. hilarious all the way through. It's genius, genius I, film. I, I, 
I, I, I can't disagree. I mean, look, as you said, that everyone, <clears throat> everyone will remember this as Alec Guinness's film. As you say, plays mm. so many characters. Mm. Um, in, in fact, now that I remember it, it's <laughs> ten characters he played because he had to sit for a portrait as another family member. Oh, okay. <laughs> so pe- pe- people, people are counting that as another character. It's like, all right, fair enough. You're being stickler, but okay, fair, fair enough. enough. Fair enough. Um, Dennis Price is is electric in this. I mean, it's such mm-hmm. a well-rounded and assured performance. He seems so confident, knowing of what he is doing on screen. He knows exactly why he's there, and so that's that's wonderful. But the the two female leads in this as well. Mm. Um, you've got um, Valerie Hobson and mm. um, Joan Greenwood as well. Um, sorry to get uncouth, my friend, but. Uh, who is the gusher of the week? Oh, Joan Greenwood. Do you know what? It's, it's very funny. I was, I was at a pub the other day, and I walked past the table, mm. and um, I remarked upon the fact, out loud, that the lady who was sitting there with her husband looked like Joan Greenwood. And um, okay. the um, the child I was with at the time shook me by the arm and said, stop it. We know how you feel about Joan Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing Smokey Exhibit A. My Joan Greenwood oh, yeah. oh. signed picture. <laughs> that, oh, um, hello, Joan. Yes, um, Joan Greenwood. Yes. There is something about Joan Greenwood. She represents, I think, all things feline. She has this smoky voice, this uh, playful temperament, lights every fire. The thing that um, that makes me... I, I, just watching this again, that I'd never really picked up on I don't know how... But she plays the entire film, the entire film, with the way she acts, with the way she speaks. Because I don't think that's her normal speaking voice. Correct me if I'm wrong. But she acts like a child having a tantrum the entire film. And it's 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 that it's that child voice that some women can put on and to just sort of say, Oh, I'm not getting my own way type thing. Forgive me for being misogynist right now. Well- <laughs> but um you know? Do you know what I mean? Do you know where I'm coming from? Well, I'm, I mean, I can see what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not sure the appeal mm. for me is the fact that she's childlike. No, I oh, sh- no, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> um, but, but more um, the fact that she is constantly scheming. You know, it's, like, it's yes. like I don't. It doesn't matter what you've said. I've instantly thought eight moves ahead of you, and I'm gonna deliver a, a bet. A better word for it. A better word for it. I do apologize. A better word for it is spoiled. She acts spoiled. Mm. Yeah, the entire film. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, I'm I'm gonna have to disagree with you. Um, I think Valerie Hobson gets my gusher of the week. I okay, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it is hard fought fight, but you know, um, Valerie Hobson, stunning woman, absolutely stunning woman. Yeah, she's very statuesque, mm. and and they're so well cast because you know Valerie Hobson mm. is the statuesque, prim, yes, ice maiden, and then you have Joan mm-hmm. Greenwood who is smouldering, scheming. It's mm. almost like they're not the, naughty. They're not separated by their sex appeal. They're separated by their attitude towards sex appeal. Yes, and um, Valerie yep. Hobson pulls pulls it off. <laughs> I mean, they're both amazing. Yeah, let, 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 <laughs> let's get away from that. <laughs> let's get away from that misogynist nonsense. Yeah, it's not really because I mean, he walks out of. <laughs> I mean, and, and the final shot of the film is him walking out of prison mm. and having to choose between these two women who have each proved yep. their um, incredible appeal in vastly different ways and he you know that's how the film ends it's like what the hell which way do i go yeah exactly the way that the classic 80s british sitcom brush strokes ends as well by the way i I would like to point out 
No, I have to take your word for that. Do you remember that show? <laughs> I remember it vaguely. Yeah, I remember Elmo. And uh, because yeah, Elmo, of yeah. you. That's kind yeah. of all I remember. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Jack- Jacko at the end has, <laughs> has two choices and you never find out which one he goes for. So, yeah. Mm. So, it just reminded me of that. That's how sad I am. But, um, yeah, brushstrokes. Look it up, people. <laughs> um, no, don't. It's aged badly. But, um, uh, no, but uh, but they're, they're, you're right. I mean, it's... Um, what was I going to say? Yes, it's it's not a, a thing about their sex appeal. It's about their forgive me. It's about their class appeal, and he even talks about it in in the narration. Mm. You know, he sort of says, "Oh well, she's small and cute, and from what we can gather from the uh, innuendos in the script, she's actually kind of naughty as well." Well, she's she's terrible and well. exciting, isn't she? She's terrible, and yes. she's going to keep you on your toes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And and then of course Edith is pretty and rich and she's got the name and you know and so there's that you know that's his dilemma at the end of course until the final dilemma um that we'll come to in a little bit um uh something i did find incredibly interesting that i've read earlier as well is that and and i mean it makes perfect sense when we know what we know is that the the myriad of issues that the uh, that the American censors had with this film. I mean, it's just. I mean, this is in this is this is in the code, isn't it? So yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, you know, how how did you get away with killing sex? Uh, the killer getting away with it, but you know, it's yeah. all of this. But yeah. doesn't Ealing solve it in the mm-hmm. final moments of this film? They solve every single issue the code could have possibly had. It's a masterpiece of scripting because you get the feeling that he's getting his comeuppance. You know, he's going to be caught. Yep. He's, he's going to be, oh, 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 I can't really spoil it. Just quickly, let's go back to your point. <laughs> it's incredible the way they portray the, the women in this. You have Joan Greenwood, who is instantly accessible. Or you can have oh, yeah. the kind of admirational love with Edith. Mm. I, I absolutely agreed. There's the scene where she... Uh, changes her mind, uh, Edith mm. is, and and uh, agrees to marry him. And it's still he ha- he walks her to the door, not touching her. Yeah, and then he takes takes her hand when she gets to the door, and it's but that's it. It's just it's there's no proper intimacy there, mm. and it's yeah, and and that, and that fits it perfectly. It's not it's not um, it's not like it's a, it's not like a, it's a sexual thing. It's more like an ownership thing. Yes. Whereas Sibella is, yes. is more like a primal thing. You know. You know and that's the yeah. kind of appeal. It's whether you want to take a person or whether you want to own a person, uh-huh. and that's yeah, uh-huh. incredibly well done. Yeah, it's, it's for an Edwardian put, put comedy. Those two, <laughs> but something I the, the the thing I what we were just talking about is is the bit of trivia here is that um, an alternative ending was required for the U.S. where distributors balked at the movie's ambiguous ending. Um, the U.S. production code at the time stipulated that crime could not be seen to pay. These extra 10 seconds were not kept by Ealing, um, but were unearthed in, in the Museum of Modern Art in New York City, where they had been quietly filed away in a film storage facility. So the the version we've watched, so is that the one with the added ending, or is that the one without? Cause... So the version that is in general release now um, is the yeah. one where he walks out of prison and looks between Edith and looks at Sibella and says, how happy could I be with either? How happy could I be with either? Where t'other dear charmer away. And then he remembers that he's left his memoirs describing all his crimes on the table. And it, the implication is that yeah. he's going to be hung. So um, gotcha. I, I'm not sure what the uh, US 
version added. So, well, I mean, but that must be it, though, isn't it? So if you've got the UK version, Hmm. which shows him getting away with it, it's got to end with him looking at his choices, and then it ends, surely. Ambiguity comes from whether they did find his memoirs. I'm not sure what was added Hmm. into the US version. All, all, all I'm saying is, is that if you add on the fact that they find his memoirs, that is not him getting away with it, because that's just going to be, oh well, they're going to find it, they're mm. going to realise he did all these crimes, and then they're going to send him down to the to the to the noose. Mm. So I'm I'm guessing that's what it is. I could be completely wrong, but that's mm. that's my assumption. Do you know that this film was an adaptation of a novel called Israel Rank: The Autobiography of a Criminal from 1907 no. by Roy Horneman? It was Michael Pertwee that suggested it. Now, obviously, what I know that, that's what does that name? name suggest? Dog Soldiers to me, but yeah. that's just me. But but, um, but also uh, Doctor Who. Well, yeah, he was the brother of John Pertwee. Ah, so uh, that's the uncle of Sean yeah, Pertwee. Yeah, uh, he was the cousin of Bill Pertwee from Dad's Army and uh, the uncle Ooh. of Sean Pertwee. So, yeah, very, very, very fine British dynasty of actors. Uh, it's like the Red Graves. <laughs> Literally, yeah, the Pertwees. I mean, not bloody se- everywhere. Not exactly the sexiest of names. Not really compared to the, <laughs> the Red Graves or the Pear Trees. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, definitely one that's recognisable straight away. Well, it's just because Sean is, is the is the driving force of that ultra classic horror movie. But um uh, uh, but although to be fair he was in Event Horizon and that was dreadful. But anyway, never mind. Um also it's uh, a little I, I I don't know. IMDB seems rather confused about this fact. Mm-hmm. Um I really couldn't find any evidence that really supported it, is that apparently in the court scene at the end, Sean Connery is in there. What? I don't... I don't know if... IMDb seems very conflicted. Some some are saying, well, it could be true because he was filming at that time and blah, blah, blah. But apparently in the court scene, Sean Connery is one of the extras. Mm. I, 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 looked, I looked for him. I couldn't see him. I don't know. I, it sounds like you haven't heard this fact before. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard it. No, no. But, um, I mean, it's entirely yeah. plausible. Don't get me wrong. 49. Plausible? Yeah, plausible, yeah. but um, I don't think provable. Maybe. No, no, no. Yeah. But um, I, I just found that really interesting. The sort of going, oh, if you look closely, you can see Sean Connery. And I looked mm. closely, and I could not see I mean, Sean Connery. <laughs> There's half the trivia facts on IMDb come with the fact, oh, I think that looks like blah, blah, blah. So I'll stick it in the trivia section. Yeah, yeah maybe. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, be, be cool though. Yeah, I just didn't know if you'd heard of that before, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was one of the things that that stuck out for me. As we said earlier, this film is quintessentially British. Mm. It really is because I mean, it's about the British upper class, almost the aristocracy, isn't it? I mean, it's they're dukes, so they're not they're not royalty. They're just a little bit... Yeah, it's quintessentially British, but it's a British that travels. And also, it's kind of... I don't know how it does it, but it magically Mm. marries the kind of Britain that we like to see ourselves as. The funny, Mm -hmm. dark, twisted kind of church walls and murder going on, you know, Midsummer Murders kind of British, with (laughs) the kind of British that America likes to see. The funny, charming, bad teeth, terrible people. (laughs) Boiled food. Yeah, very flawed, (laughs) boiled food, murderer kind of. It's insane how (laughs) forward thinking, (laughs) don't you think? It's like, you know. It's like I know so many people. I'm sorry, I just love that term, <laughs> boiled food murderers. I just love that. Was brilliant. 
it's insane how um how cleverly and how forward thinking this film is mm. because you know it marries those yeah. well, every sensibility you've ever had about the British perfectly into one film and yeah. no one's thought to do it again you know and they can't really yeah I know it's insane it's incredible isn't it um but uh, I, I I love this this other fact again whether this is true or not I do not know but it's a <laughs> this fact although tame by today's standards. Mm. Dennis Price's love scenes with the purring Joan Greenwood shocked Ealing Studios head Michael Balkan and almost led to a major re-edit of the finished movie. That can't be right. Uh, I mean, you can't. Goodness knows what these sensibilities were that were running through the back offices at the time, but I can definitely feel the heat from Joan Greenwood oh, yeah. at times in this film. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Oh, it's awful being a woman, having to dance with a lot of dull men. Laugh at their jokes while they're treading on your feet. I didn't tread on your feet. You're not dull. Your jokes are funny. Thank you. Sibella. Mm-hmm. Sibella, will you marry me? <laughs> you, of course not. Do get up. You may be half Italian, but even so, you do look silly playing stage lover like that. Oh, I look silly, do I? Yes, very. Do I still look silly? Now we're mad a bit. No. Why not? Because I just said I'd marry Lionel. But purring? Did you hear any purring? I didn't. Oh, I can hear it every single time she speaks. (laughs) (laughs) Or every time you record with me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was more like, you know, beans for dinner. (laughs) I I can't cook, so that would make sense. So, yeah. But no. Um, But the way way this... Uh, story builds up and obviously the um the, for me if you want to see alec guinness's genius it's it's the scene in the church isn't it when mm. you meet all the members of mm. the of the family yeah and he Just obviously he's playing sat. every single one yeah it's incredible mm. there was the duke there was my employer lord escoint escoint there was Admiral Lord Horatio Descoyne. There was General Lord Rufus Descoyne. There was Lady Agatha Descoyne. And in the pulpit, talking interminable nonsense, the Reverend Lord Henry Descoyne. The life cut short was one rich in achievement and promise of service to humanity. The Descoyne certainly appeared to have accorded with the tradition of the landed gentry and sent the fool of the family into the church. That's the shot, actually, from the the comic relief special that they showed, and they said this is the greatest comedy of all time. And I remember thinking, what's so funny about this? But actually, when you go back and watch the whole film and you see the way that Lady Agatha is sat up, right? And you see that yeah. you see the brother who's delivering the sermon and he's hunched over and he's right. Yeah. And this is concomitant <laughs> from the you know, and it's so perfect. Yeah. It's so well done. It's it's the it's it's the Lady Dascoin mm. telling the war to general shush. to shush because <laughs> he's he's snoring. <laughs> I love the fact that which, well. which I love. He gets blown up at the dinner table, doesn't he? By sticking a knife into yeah, but a caviar. pot of caviar. We used to get all the stuff in the crack. Yeah. General Lord Rufus Descoyne, on the other hand, who never tired of demonstrating how he had fought the most calamitous campaign of the South African War, 
was a fairly easy proposition. At that moment, the concealed enemy emerged from behind the copy. I held our guns fire until we could see the whites of their eyes. Then I gave the order. Fire! Boom, boom, boom. It seemed appropriate that he who had lived amidst the cannon's roar should die explosively. I therefore concealed in a pot of caviar a simple but powerful homemade bomb. And through the post, I sent the caviar to the general. I pretended to be deceived by the faint and sent our horse to meet it. At that moment, the concealed enemy emerged from behind the copy. I held our guns fire till we could see the whites of their eyes. Used to get a lot of this stuff in the Crimea. One thing the Ruskies do really well. <laughs> Kablam! <laughs> but, you know, it's to Alec Guinness's credit that there's a moment where Louis is accepted into the family by the older Henry, yeah. uh, the banking house Henry. One could almost believe there was a curse on our unfortunate family, Mazzini. Indeed, sir, one could. I don't know if you realise how close this series of tragedies has brought you to the succession. I had not actually given the matter any thought, sir. Then it's time that you did. Do not realise that you are heir presumptive to the dukedom? That is to say, in the event of the present duke dying without issue, I alone intervene between you and the title. And I am an old man. He sort of says to him, you know, I know you're a blood relative. My, I've lost my son, uh, which hurt me greatly. So I think yep. it's about time we accepted you back into the fold. And you can see there's this moment where Louis sort of looks at him and says, oh, crap, I've yep. killed your son. And now uh-huh. you're going to give me your fortune. And it's kind of like you feel yay at the same time, but you also feel, wow, I feel really bad for saying yay. And the fact that he doesn't have to murder him the, the banking head, he mm-hmm. dies of a broken heart because his son's died. There's pathos yes, yeah. running throughout this as much as there is comedy. I've never really recovered from the first of these calamities. You mean I might become Duke of Chalfont? I mean that you almost certainly will. In view of that, I feel it would be more fitting that you should cease to be an employee here and become instead my partner. I am most deeply grateful and honoured. It's a beautiful moment because he he literally pauses mm. and sort of collects himself and then just goes, oh, well, then it will be my honour to try and do as well as he would in this position. Yeah. And it's like, because I, I literally thought that time, it's like, mm. what if someone offered me that job because their son had died? Yeah, I was, I'd murder their go, son. Oh, oh, take away the murder. You, you, <laughs> forgive me, take away the murder. But you, you can't just say, oh, thanks very much. You can't say that. You have to think of something that is uh, respectful. Mm. And and he does it, but also knowing that he killed his son. It's, it's a beautiful moment. And also, as well, he comments later on that Henry dies, the older Henry dies mm. of natural causes. And he mentions, yeah. you know, I'm very glad that I didn't have to kill him because he did me a yeah. real kindness. And, you know, I actually really liked him. Although I murdered his son yeah. and took his place <laughs> in the in the Dascoin hierarchy. It yeah. was one of those killings that I was not looking forward to and, and fate decreed that I yeah. didn't have to carry it out. It's like, what? Yeah. It's like, how much depth is there in this film? It's crazy well, good. It, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because there's a bit uh, earlier on. when he His first killing, you know, when he uh, unloosens the, uh, the boat mm. to go over the, oh. the waterfall. Yeah, yeah. It's- 
Yeah. And, and he says, I'm sorry about the girl yeah. <laughs> that was in the boat as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. I was sorry about the girl, but found some relief in the reflection that she had presumably during the weekend already undergone a fate worse than death. Right, so if he stopped there, if he said, I'm sorry about the girl who had to die, mm. all right, fair enough, that's not the best re- mm-hmm. rational mind at work. But, th- but then he gives a reason why it's okay for her to die. Wow. It's beautiful. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, it is, he, but it's just it's still shocking. Yeah, it's shocking, <laughs> it's brilliant, it's funny, it's tragic. He says, yeah. I had to kill him, so unfortunately I had to kill the girl he was with. I was sorry to see her go, but then I sort of yeah. thought to myself, she's already undergone a fate worse than death. He's just murdered someone's go. daughter, someone's... <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't matter because she's already had sex with young Henry and he was a total... So, you know, she's already been to Helen back, so let's send her there again. Yeah. I mean, he actually oh, says God that. As well. <laughs> <laughs> it's so how funny. you make murder justifiable. And it was sort of like, holy crap. <laughs> it's genteel. It was, oh, what a lie. Yeah, he's a genteel serial killer. It's. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a subject for a film. Post war, let's cheer the world mm. up. Hang on a minute, I've got a better idea, says Robert Hame. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you, to be fair, this is, yeah, what, three, four years after the mm. end of the war. So it's like, yeah, cheer up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely glorious. I mean, but but that's it as well, is that the faux sympathy, you know, like the women coming round <clears throat> to his house and him sort of saying, well, this isn't good for a lady <clears throat> to be coming round to my house mm. when I, I you're married, you're widowed, this should be discreet. And it's sort of like, well, he's he's looking out for their interests. It's like, uh, nope, he's looking out for his. Mm. He's always looking out for his <laughs> interests. Surely it is safe for a woman to visit a man of your reputation. It is of your reputation that I am thinking. Without being inhospitable, I would be happier if your visit were not a long one. I appreciate the scrupulousness of your motives. I have anyhow only one important matter to speak of. That is? I have thought a great deal about what you said at our last meeting. And I have tried to think what Henry's wishes would be. I remember he said to me once... You have too much good in you, Edith, for one man. I sometimes wish that others could have a share of it. I have reconsidered the offer you made to me. Thank you again for it. And accept it gladly. You rob me of words. I think, however, we should make no announcement for three months at least. As you think best. In these uh, new circumstances, I think it more than ever desirable that your unconventional, though in its purpose delightful visit, should be cut short. And you've got that cognitive dissonance in your head and and what a beautiful way to do it as well because you think oh he's being a nice guy it's like hang on no 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 hang on by this point he's killed five people <laughs> <laughs> what other film can you say this about smoking <laughs> i literally struggling to take know. you know what other film could you say oh, actually i'm gonna watch out for myself now while also being cool actually i'm gonna have sex in the next scene but hang on a minute i've just murdered six people it's like what yeah you know Oh god, it's 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 it's, it's incredible. It's incredibly I mean, confident. Oh, what I, that's what I love yeah. about this film. It's incredibly confident. It doesn't say I need to pander to this audience to America to whatever. I mean, they might have tacked ten seconds onto the ending to make it code acceptable, whatever. But the whole film is just Ealing, and especially Robert Hamer, the genius director of this film, who guided it through. He was like, you know, I'm going to make this film as dark as I want it to be and funny as I want it to be because death is funny sometimes and comedy is dark sometimes. So I'm going to marry it at every single point. And it's a very, very, very confident, brilliant, brilliant film. 
yeah. in endlessly watchable. There's yeah. no mood you can have. You can't be de- if you're depressed. This film will cheer you up. If you're feeling brilliant, this film will take you down. It's it's unlike any other film I've made, and they'll never ever repeat it. It's just it's perfection. No. <laughs> um, I can I can see how they could remake it, but I really don't think it should. Be. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, if if you gave it to um, who who made. Uh, 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 knives out. Um, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, right. I get that. Yeah, maybe uh, Wes Anderson. If you Anderson, gave this to Ryan Johnson, yeah. If you I gave could, it, yeah, uh, yeah, Wes. It's, it's like a Wes Anderson Ryan Johnson kind of hybrid. It needs. Yeah. It's very offbeat. It's very very offbeat. This is yeah. the blueprint for offbeat cinema. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, I yeah. If you did it in the style of sort of say, yeah, cross knives out with sort of. Grand Budapest Hotel or something like that, and you have the quirkiness but the dark side to it from mm. from Ria, uh, from Ryan Johnson. Then there's also yeah, a, it, it's it's possible, but meh. there's also a bit of Kevin Smith in here as well. As much as I don't want to, like you know, Ooh. give you that, yeah, but but there is, you know, there's a, a lot of you know, it's very knowing. Listen to you, it's very knowing. It's very stylish as well. This film, I never ever thought we'd watch a film where you said that. What you know? I mean, it's definitely got a bit of him in there. It's 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 kind of Tarantino-ish as well. I find you know yeah. that kind of like bosh, bosh, bosh. It's all style, but there's actually a lot of substance beneath it. It's, it's a genius film. It's, God, it's a very, 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 very clever film. I agree. I agree. Shall we? Uh, shall we do <clears> some <throat> ratings then? Sure, go for it. Okay. <laughs> um, when I looked on my my little list after I'd uh, I say little it's a couple of thousand movies <laughs> long now but when I looked on my list of uh, of ratings that I'd done um, I had this at a nine which obviously is exceptionally high but I don't know where I got that knockdown point from I I don't know uh, I know I'm very stingy with my tens but how the hell I didn't give this a ten in the first place I'll never know so yeah this is a ten all the way this is absolutely fantastic film i mean i know that i say this a lot because i do gravitate towards uh the cast list but every single member of the cast is wonderful let's let's also talk about the you know um uh, the uh, his guards in the jail the hangman in the jail i mean they're all so good um it's just it's absolutely brilliant um there, there's not a hair wrong with this film it, it's it's the right length. It's got the the script is beautiful. It's absolute poetry. I was I was listening to that script, going, I I can't find fault with this at all. It's it's you could write it in a book, just this entire script, and read it and be perfectly happy. It's it, what a gorgeous film. It looks great as well. Um, it, it yeah, it the, the print I watched was was beautiful. What a stunning movie, and and it. As I said at the start, it's how the hell did I not notice this was a serial killer movie? But it is, you know, I just kind of treated it as a sort of dark, you know, uh, black comedy. But it's it's much more than that. It's more than the sum of its parts. Price and uh, and Guinness and, and everyone else, they, they deserve so many plaudits um, and many, many Oscars, but uh, which obviously I didn't get. But uh, yeah, it's just what a, what a gem of a movie that everyone should see at some point. Because if you can take it, actually, I'll change that. If you can take the the, the British humour, the the dark cross with the light, I think uh, some people may not like that. But yeah, it's a gem, an absolute gem of a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, my friend? I'm going to give it a two. 
All right, Kev. <laughs> no, it's a it, it's an absolute masterpiece. It's, it's a completely singular film. It's a film that could only have existed when it was made. There are certain films that come out, and you think that could be remade or that could be made better. Kind Hearts and Coronets is deservedly regarded as an unremakeable film and should never be touched again because Lightning in a Bottle is in a bottle for a reason and whether you put Robin Williams or Jim Carrey or Dustin Hoffman Hoffman in the, in the same role, you're only going to be imitating something that was already perfect in the beginning. The direction is faultless. The performances are faultless. The humour yep. and the balance between the pathos and the drama and the darkness and the and the comedy is absolutely remarkable. It's a mm-hmm. film you watch and you can't quite believe you're watching it. Yeah. It's it's a film that exists and we should all be very, very proud that it exists. And it may have come from tortured minds and from tortured performances, but thank God it's out there. It, it's not even a ten. It's a it's a thousand out of ten. <laughs> you know, it's a film that's timeless and beautiful and belongs in the universe, not just you know, on your hard mm-hmm. drive or in your iTunes library. Yeah. So um, thank God that it exists. It's the Ealing Studios poster boy, and deservedly so. You've got Passport to Pimlico, and you've got the Lavender Hill mob, but Kind Hearts and Coronets mm-hmm. somehow sits above them because it's, it's not just funny and it's not just knowing. It's mm-hmm. bloody mm-hmm. devilish as well. It snatches at your soul. It's the kind of film that the devil would have written Ooh. and would have gotten an Oscar for. So I'm, yeah, yeah. It's 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 brilliant. Wow, it's an right. absolute masterpiece. I I I, I dis- uh, Sorry, I I completely agree with everything you just said there, apart from one tiny thing. But uh, go on, <laughs> Lady Killers is always going to be up uh, above this for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, no, I, I, I mean, that's there preference. Is, oh. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. They're both. They're both ten out of tens. But I I would uh, if someone gave you know sat there in front of me and said which one should I watch, I would always go to Lady Killers. Okay. There's something about that film that just fills me with so much joy. And uh, it's Alec Guinness again at Full Force and Peter Sellers and Katie Johnson. And it's just like, oh, my God. But, yeah, but this is t- that's taking nothing away from that film. As you say, that's personal preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lady Killers just... Uh, just- just about edges it. It's 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 Slimford Christie and Carl Lewis. You know what I mean? There's a reference for you kids, and it's it's right on the line as they're crossing over. It's that's that's what it is for me. But no, this is stupendously good. It's, it's that it's good. unrepeatably good. That's the point. Let's remake. Who, who would you if we did it today? Mm. Who would you put in the Alec Guinness role? I would put someone that was completely unexpected. I would put someone. Very, right. very serious. But an unknown. No, not an not unknown, but someone unexpected. I mean, this is a very funny right. role he gets to play. But mm-hmm. everyone right. went for Jim Carrey, Robin Williams. I would put someone who sure. is a thespian into the role and make them... Yeah, it's a tricky one. I would put it? them in a balloon like a lady, have them shot down yeah. uh, over Berkeley Square, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> who would you cast as Dennis Price's role? That's the more interesting question, I think. That's a really good question. No, that doesn't fit. Um, so it needs to be. It doesn't. So he can't be old, but he can't be young. So he needs to be in the middle. So mm, you're looking. But at- then he also can't be too handsome. Oh, damn, that's tricky. The really the are. only one that instantly came to mind was uh, for Sibella was Juno Temple. 
that came to mind when I was watching her performance. That's a good call. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a great. Call. Yeah, yeah, really good. You what you watch her in um, uh, Ted Lasso, and mm. you sort of think, you know, just just dress her up a bit fancier. That's that's her character basically, and that's how I mm. I could definitely see that she can play um, so many but, different parts, can't she? Oh, she can. She's her. she's brilliant. I mean, yeah. Um, but everyone else, I'm, now I'm struggling with. Um, I think Kate Blanchett yeah, would be a great substitute for Valerie Hobson. That kind of statuesque poise, very, yeah. very beautiful, almost ice maidenish, unattainable kind of. Yeah. So beautiful, I don't want to touch you because I might ruin you, kind of. Yeah, person. yeah. All right, I'll, I can, I can see that totally. But the mm. Dennis Price one is is foxing me. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't. No, I'm going to have, to have a, a longer think about that than our time allows. But if if anyone out there who's listening to this has not seen Kind Hearts and Coronets, then, oh, my <coughs> word, you're in for a treat. I, w- I wish I was there with you to watch it for the first time. It's, a, it's a rare 20 word. out of 20 from us, isn't it? We've had a couple, but uh, yeah, normally past, I'm I a think. bit more... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'm a bit more of an, an ass and say, no, it's a nine. <laughs> yeah, a belligerent br- I know, I know. Some of us have to live like this. You I know? love this film. You know? It's We have to deal with five. it every day. <laughs> f- you, Smokey. What the f- doing about? I gave the devil doll a nine, mate. Give me a break. I don't know how you can give. I don't know how you can sleep at night knowing you gave the devil doll a nine. What's the matter with you? For f- Saying that's the most memorable film you've ever seen, and don't deny it. Trust me, that that film I I, I adore. I am begging whoever owns the rights to that to do a Blu-ray release. You tell me why has that lost the point? We we did no, it on the you episode. Can't we, I don't need to go through it again. <laughs> Look, go back and listen to the episode, yeah, and then you'll you'll hear why. Because okay. I can't remember quite now. Can I just can <laughs> right I just, can I just quickly say something? Because um, of this has been bothering me for the past hour that we've been chatting. I don't think we should. Okay. I don't think we should finish this podcast. I think we should keep it going. Okay, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Let's 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 keep this going. This is like it's silly. I think that we're you know trying to find reasons why the content doesn't work. Oh, I'm a little bit busy. The f- you know, we don't record every three months. What's the, f- the problem? Time-wise, uh-huh. I like spending time with you, and I like talking about these films. Likewise, I, do, I think it's bloody silly that, like, to even to have even suggested the fact that this might be over. What's the problem? If anything, yeah. I'd like to do it more regularly because I love spending time with you, and you know, Aww. people from all over the world like listening to our silly and awful reviews of films and day drinking. And, and, and day I, drinking. I, I'm not That's by the way. I, I must quick, quick disclaimer. I'm not saying this because we've been day drinking. This is something that's been <laughs> <laughs> this is something that's been bothering me for weeks. Um, but yeah, if it's okay with you, I'd like to cancel mm-hmm. the closing down of this podcast. I accept your canc- cancellation wholeheartedly, and uh, I would love to continue this journey with you, my friend. I hope people don't think that we only. <laughs> I should think so we can have emails about what we say won't go. Yeah. Should we yeah. should we edit all the emails no. out from earlier on? Nope. Nope. We're keeping them in because they were beautiful and our listeners are beautiful as well. But um no, I it, if you wish to continue my friend and I as I said, I didn't want to do the show with anyone else. So if you want to continue doing it with me <laughs> that sounds wrong, but you know what I mean, then yes, please it didn't sound let's wrong. continue all the best That's lines. What I've been picturing this now, whole time. All, all all the best lines, um, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd I'd love it to to continue.
All the best continuing lines. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. It's not the cancellation yeah, thing. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, although, actually, saying saying that though, um, we're, we're going to stick to the to the schedule, and um, the next episode is going to be the House of Hammer lads joining us and uh, continuing on with our folk horror exploration. Cool. What, what's the film? Uh, it's a Curse of the Demon, isn't it? Curse of the Demon. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait. To see that film. Is it Night Night of the Demon or it's, Curse of the it's Demon? It's Curse of the Demon US. Night of the Demon Curse UK. Demon. Same film. Right, okay. There we go. But that's what we're doing. So Ben and Kev are going to join us. It's mm. going to be a re... A, <laughs> Did you, were you about to say reunion? a, a re-laugh or a reunion? Uh, <laughs> it was both. It was both. It's going to be a reunion. So, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a reunion, like. Um, no, we are. So the four of us are going to be back together. Um, and we're going to do uh, Night of the Demon. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be cool. But there we go. Oh, well, that's... F- Awesome. So, all the best lines. He's not gone. He's not dead. Let's it's, keep it's it like going. Brighter Frankenstein. Screw, yes. the, screw the cancellation, whatever. Right, Smokey, you were awful yeah. for saying you didn't have enough time. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm a bitch. <laughs> you better delete that fucking five minute message where you blamed it all on me. I, it's going. It's going. I'm blaming. I, it's going. As soon as we hang up, I'm deleting it. I promise. You can watch me do it. I'll share. I'll share the screen. <laughs> No, oh well, this is beautiful. Oh well, wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm delirious. I can't even talk anymore. I don't think the concept hmm? should be anymore. You ask me for a film, and I recommend it. I think we should both bring films to the table from now on. Let's do it. Okay. It have to be like fair enough. You know, so, oldish films. I would say. But let's do. Let's, oh, well, we'll stick. We'll, we'll stick within the golden age. We'll okay. Stick there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is okay. wonderful. Okay. Oh well, all the best lines lives. Hmm. That sounds. All the best lines slivs, but yeah. I've yeah. got it. Always. Oh. Always the best lines. Always the best lines. Look at that. Ah. Oh, well, this is all so very pleasant. <laughs> are you closing this out or are we leaving it there? <laughs> <laughs> For the not last time, then. Always. Yeah. You need to do the next two words. The, the best lines. <laughs> you couldn't have just said the best lines. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. That's not how it's worked for 20 episodes. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can't be, I love, I love so much. I love her so much. <laughs>